0: And welcome to another episode, another live episode of Wrestling with Johnners, part of the Johnners Podcaster Network. This is episode 246. Can you believe it? We're getting ever closer to 250 episodes and we'll be announcing our special guest for episode 250 very, very soon. But today I've got an awesome guest uh, live uh, for a Tuesday evening. It doesn't get better than the winner of the PCW Road to Glory tournament winner and uh, the number one contender for the PCW Heavyweight Championship happening this coming Saturday we're going to talk all about that uh, Priscilla Queen of the Ring how are you doing and thank you for coming on the show hello Jonas thank you for having me on I'm so excited it's uh, it's been a busy week but I'm very glad to be here Absolutely. And and, like I say, thank you for joining us. But for anybody watching or listening live at home, you want to get in touch, you can do, you can ping us a question through for Priscilla. Uh, It will come through to us. We'll bring it up on screen and we'll do our very best to answer every single question live on air. But Priscilla, First of all, um, this coming Saturday, the 11th of June, a a really, really big show. It's PCW Pride of the Ring uh, from the funny girls in Blackpool uh, featuring LGBTQ plus performers from all over the country. Uh, I don't think there's been a show like it in the UK up to this coming weekend. Um, uh, Tell us all about it and, uh, and tell us about your involvement as well.
1: Well, I'm not sure I need to. You. you just gave us the full overview, right, John? That was that was fantastic. Can I uh, can I hire you to be my PR girl? This would be uh, absolutely great.
0: yes. Reasonable
1: <laughs> rates. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, that, that's what I look for in a PR girl. Um, so yeah, the yeah uh, the PCW Pride of the Ring is going to be uh, an event this, this Saturday up in Blackpool. Um, I mean, it started out as just a kind of fun thing, really, I think, because I was doing a good job at PCW and then getting a bit of popularity. But <clears throat> recently, we, we opened up to more and more uh, people in the community and uh, got involved with lots of young LGBTQIA plus performers. Um, we have people coming from all over the country now to put on an LGBT-led wrestling show. Um, as you say, it's the first time we have ever had this in the country. Um, we've had a few attempts at doing some pride themed wrestling shows which unfortunately for whatever reason fell to the wayside um but now yeah we're less than a week away and we're about to for the first time ever have a bunch of rainbow clad alphabet wrestling warriors all under the same house all performing for a live audience um, and I'm so excited I mean, previously, Absolutely. previously, none of us have ever even really been in the ring, uh, even in the room together too much, because most of us are just essentially given one spot on a show. It's quite hard for us to share spots historically. So actually to have a show where every single performer is uh, LGBTQIA plus is uh, pretty magic. And I'm really excited.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. And um, what was the original inspiration behind this show, uh, Pride of the Ring? Um, I, I know that you're involved with PCW. I'm guessing there was a, a lot of conversations going backwards and forth. But uh, what, what was the kind of the idea, the initial kind of uh, seed of the idea of uh, Pride of the Ring? And when when did that kind of conversation first happen? Well, it was it was interesting. So I
1: tried to get in with PCW for years. Okay, Um, it was about eight years that I kept messaging them, I kept uh, tweeting them, I kept getting involved with Facebook polls, I was trying desperately to get through their doors. And um, through lockdown, I started talking to the promoter, uh, Mr. Stephen Flutter. um, And uh, we had a few chats. And at the end, uh, when we started going back into the the world again, and wrestling again, he brought me in for a show. And I think it was very much just because he had a few spots available. And I've been trying so hard. For so long and um, was going to literally just turn up anyway. <laughs> so he thought, why not? I'll give Priscilla a go. But um the, the crowd, the, the people up there have just responded so well. It's been really magic. And, and I very much feel like my career has actually sprung forth ever since lockdown. I'm in my best years now. And the the response we've been getting have been magic. So we immediately started talking about capitalizing on it, taking it to Blackpool, taking it to Funny Girls. But it's only when Stephen saw how few opportunities the LGBT scene get uh, to really showcase what they can do that he thought actually let's give a proper you know environment where we've got the audience coming anyway let's let's give them the full show and give people a spotlight
0: and give them a chance yeah absolutely and, and why do you think i know you touched on it earlier but why do you think there's not been a show like this before and why it's taken so long to have a pride themed wrestling show happen in the uk because there's been shows like this um for many years over in the states Mm. But this is this is I believe the first ever in the UK and why do you think it's taken so long?
1: I would imagine the last part of it is because we didn't actually know there was so many people around. <laughs> Good point. Good point. We're, we're all stuck in our own little environments and vacuums in wrestling. And it's very much a case of, you know, the people that you see when you go to a wrestling show and those are the performers you're aware of. You don't know about the people down the road. And it's the same for us wrestlers. You, you know, we, we talk a bit online, but I think, uh, funnily enough during the pandemic and lockdown, when everyone suddenly hit social media, it, it suddenly became less intimidating to talk to people and, uh, I know for me, at least, talking to other LGBT performers, I wasn't talking to competitors for once. I was talking to people who were also going through lockdown. We all got to know each other. We all bonded really well. And it's created a really magical community within the community. And so I think that's a large reason for it because we're actually all on each other's radars. And and now working together, it's really brought out something special.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's have a look at some of the performance and some of the matches that are going to take place um, this coming Saturday from Funny Girls in Blackpool. Um, Shay Purser versus Shay Monet. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic uh, singles outing. Um, give us a, a bit of a, a glimpse into these two individuals and what sort of a match do you think we're going to get from these two?
1: Well, spoiler alert, I can tell you right now that Shay is going to slay. Uh, I'm not sure which one,
0: The <laughs> one of them's going to walk out <laughs> One of the them win. will.
1: <laughs> so I'm so excited for this because uh, Shay Mané, um has brought LGBT open characters to WWE. Um, now we've had performers who do LGBT characters um, who are openly straight, and we've had openly gay wrestling performers who have performed as a more kind of generic wrestler. Whereas Shay is the first openly LGBT QIA plus performer to go out there and really throw that as their personality and they've been killing it killing it for this last year on the network and uh, Shea Persa has got some of the most devastating strikes I mean both of them are great at kicks so it's going to be a heavy hitting teeth getting knocked out kind of brawl it's going to be good fun.
0: Awesome sounds like my type of match and uh, this one here uh, you got got uh, Sassy Bear Clarence, Riley Andrews versus The Models. Um, I'm a huge fan of tag team wrestling. Anybody that's mm. listened to me for more than five minutes on this podcast will know that I love tag team wrestling. So this match is going to be right at my street and one that I'm definitely looking forward to. But uh, tell us a bit about that match and those individuals involved.
1: So excited for this. So there's a tag team titles on the line for a start. Um, and it's uh, Riley and I Sassy's debut. So it's a yeah. great opportunity for them. Um, it, it might be a case that they walk in and get themselves a, a more permanent job than Joey and Danny. So um, there's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit of pride going on, uh, but there's also some work opportunities behind it as well. Um, Riley and Sassy have been lighting up social media for a couple of years now. They are both um, fantastic queer performers who wear their personalities on their sleeves um sassy is hilarious throws people around at nobody's business riley quick fast innovative style um and they're going up against you know the models who are staples of british wrestling they've been PCW tag team champs several times they only just recently won the belts back so they're going to be fighting hard to defend them um i'm really interested to see where this one goes i know it's not going to stop it's going to be very busy i know that
0: yeah, 100%. Can't wait for that one. And with the titles on the line as well, that makes it even more intriguing. Um, and then we've got Harley Hudson and Marcus Holden versus uh, Stephanie Sterling and a mystery partner. So uh, already I'm intrigued and interested by this one. We, we've not long had Harley Hudson on the podcast a couple of months back. Fantastic individual. Um, and uh, I think Marcus is a kind of a long term or long time partner, tag team partner of uh, Harley's. They've been in the ring several times before. Um, but uh, tell us a bit about this match and uh, who might be the, the mystery partner? Well, Harley and Marcus, I'm really excited about. Um, they are
1: a tag team. When we first opened up the show, I actually got a lot of messages asking um, if they're going to be getting opportunities to team up. So uh, I was thrilled uh, when we brought them in. Um, both of them have been uh, knocking down doors for some time, but Stephanie Sterling, um, you know, our, our lovely resident import from the US, has been blowing people away ever since she came over here. Uh, so they have been... Um, like, well, they're just one of the most famous wrestlers in the queer community. Uh, so I can't wait to have Stephanie down to bring their very unique brand of pro wrestling. As for the mystery opponent goes, I'm, mm.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm We'll intrigued. have to find out, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and there was, there's was there been a few applications from some of the queens from Funny Girls who thought they'd get involved, but I said to them, I'm not having anyone who looks better than me in makeup on the show. So I've had to veto <sighs> a few of them. We'll have to see who's going to turn up and team up with Stephanie, but to be fair, they're a monster, Stephanie could take on both of them if they wanted to,
0: no doubt, no doubt. And uh, the only way to find out will be to be there, uh, be, be there in person mm-hmm. at Funny Girls, and then you'll know, uh, firsthand who will be uh, Stephanie Starling's uh, partner. Um, but um, then we've got uh, is it a Rossy Rascal, Rosie Rascal versus Visage? Uh, <laughs> not too familiar with the, the gentleman on the left there, but fill us in and tell us a bit about these two.
1: Rossi Rascal oh my days I tell you what Rossi when you meet Rossi you only need to meet him once that guy has the audience in the palm of his hand like nobody I've ever seen and um, Rossi is a national judo champion he runs several martial arts schools he raises lots of money for local charities up in Blackpool and he's massively involved with the local community he's like a seventh damn black belt in about eight martial arts and the guy is the most chiseled got the best smile with the whitest teeth and the cutest dimples you've ever seen. Um, He lights the audience up whenever he goes out there. And as I say, he's going to be taking on Visage, who is probably the UK's uh, premier um, gender fluid pro wrestler uh, known for some of the most devastating offense in the country. Um, These two are both very legit. Uh, Visage has a dancing martial arts background. Rossi is basically the person who runs martial arts in the Northwest. So It's going to be a drag out brawl. There's going to be a lot of strikes. I am expecting there to be bruises, maybe worse. If you like hard hitting wrestling, um, this is probably going to be stiffer than a Chris Ridgeway match, so get yourself up.
0: Oh, and having seen Chris Ridgeway at uh, Super mm-hmm. Strong Style this past weekend, I know how hard he can kick. I could oh, I, I feel, feel, feel it from my yeah. uh, from my seat.
1: <laughs> Your teeth reverberate when you watch him just get oh, in the ring, let alone kick someone. But I can walking. tell you, though, the, the Sarge and Rossi Rascal, they're going to be going for it.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and then we got this one here. Shake El Sham, the current PCW heavyweight champion, going up against uh, Priscilla, Mm -hmm. our very own Priscilla, um, in the main event, uh, Pride of the Ring, from Funny Girls on June the 11th. Um, This is going to be great. You you said earlier that you broke into PCW last year. You're finally there. Uh, You were the Road to Glory tournament winner um, a couple of months back, which essentially earned you a number one contender's place. And you're taking that shot. You're taking your chance. You're cashing in this coming Sunday against uh, the PCW Heavyweight Champion, the main man. So um, you must be excited. A great opportunity. um, And you could walk away as the PCW World Champ. I know. What have
1: I bitten off? Have you seen the <laughs> size of Shake? He's absolutely... Shake El Shams, another um, performer who's on the network regularly. I can check him out at ICW and he is going to batter me. That I know for sure. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, I, As you say, I've been working for PCW for... Uh, well, I've been working to get in there for eight years. Been yeah. working there now for a year. Um, and it has been the most electric year for me, wrestling-wise, I've ever had. Um, I've wrestled um, people from the States, Um, I've wrestled some of the top wrestlers in the UK um, and the audience has been unreal like it's it's brought tears to my eyes on several occasions it's been quite special the way they respond now winning the road to glory was a really special moment for me I I actually bought a ticket to go and see road to glory as a fan um, six seven years ago and I remember sitting there going oh I'm I'm meant to be on this show why am I not wrestling if I was wrestling on this show I would absolutely kill it and uh, my friends laughed at me and they said it was unrealistic. Stick and recently uh, I got to say, ha ha ha, I told you. So um, I'd like to pretend I'm not that that uh, bitter but uh, I'm a drag queen so. um, but, but you, no, you did you did I did I did I went through uh, five matches to get there Um I nearly destroyed my leg in the process but it was one of the most magic nights of my life typically the winner of the Road to Glory gets a championship shot at the PCW belt and they normally cash it in at the anniversary show but as we were getting so much response for this upcoming weekend and it looks like it's going to be a sellout I will say now we've only got about 50 tickets left so if sounds like you're up your alley you should be getting a ticket um probably while you're watching this jump onto the pcw site before they're gone um but yeah because it's looking like it's going to be that that big event um we've moved the title match up and i am very excited because if i win that belt it's going to be a an actual career goal and dream it's going to be incredible doing it in front of that audience and it's just going to be a special night in every way but in order to do it, I've got to get through one of the biggest, scariest guys in British wrestling. I'm very small, very light. I get thrown around very easily. We'll have to see how this goes, but I'm going to give it everything I've got to uh, to walk away with that belt, I'll tell you now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure you'll have uh, the crowd support in Funny Girls as well. Uh, but I know you mentioned it briefly earlier. Um, you said there's about 50 tickets left. So tickets are going uh, fast. They are going to be the hottest ticket in town in Blackpool on Saturday. But uh, for anybody that's interested, that's in the area or looking to take that drive and want to be part of this fantastic show, this very unique uh, one-off show, um, let's say first of a kind in of the UK, um, how can they do that? In so? Blackpool during Pride
1: Month. Like, If ever there was a the time to go to Blackpool, it's this weekends when you can go and do the, uh, the the coin slot machines with rainbow flags everywhere. It's going to be fabulous
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and just go to the pcw website um the description to that or the link to that will be in the description to this podcast uh so click in that and uh, do yourself a favor it's a no-brainer you've got to be there on saturday um but uh, absolutely and we have had questions come through already live i mm. um, asking you about your your priscilla character and i want to hold Ooh. off a little bit so for those that sent in those questions just keep i say stay tuned don't go anywhere um don't even make a cup of tea don't put your on on anything like that stay with It's myself and Priscilla, Queen of the Ring, for the next half an hour, 45 minutes or so. But we will get to them questions very, very soon. So um, let's see where we're at. Um, So do you think, obviously, we've got to see how successful the show is. Obviously, Hmm. we've hyped it up. Um, Not many tickets uh, left to sell, uh, Priscilla. But um, do you think that, that this could potentially become an annual event? Or would you like to do kind of regular lgbtq um, plus shows in the future um what, what's your kind of vision for this going forward after this coming weekend
1: i do like the ring of priscilla presents a night of pro wrestling i'm mm. not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie there's a brand in that there's potential and uh, you know that way i can present and i don't have to worry about my back as much because i'm an old <laughs> queen these days um but um <clears throat> No, I mean, I, I, this, this has been an exhausting, <laughs> exhausting couple of weeks. Like, I've never done promoting before, and it's my first step into it. Not that I'm even doing much of it, and it is very full on. I would love to take this on the road if we get a good response. It'd be amazing to, I mean, we haven't been able to include everyone that I would have liked to. It'd been really cool to be able to do some shows around the South. That There is clearly a massive audience for this. It's not just Blackpool. Um, there are people coming from all around the country to come and see it. So uh, it, it makes sense to take it to London, take it to Birmingham, take it to, to wherever, well, to, to all the major cities, really. However, she's one queen. And there's only so many hours in the day. So um, we've got got to get through this week first. Um, If everything goes well, it will certainly be an annual event. Who knows? You know, if if there's demand, drop us a message. Let us know.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Or, or comment on you know to this podcast. Uh, Whether we'll you're watching it live, uh, listening to the audio version or the YouTube version, drop us a comment. I'll pass all the comments and all the feedback and all the interest uh, to Priscilla, and hopefully we can make this at least an annual thing. But uh, it'd be lovely to see Priscilla on tour and do this all over the country. Um, but uh, without, risk, without risking oh, your uh, back at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: get get the old big old pink bus. that would be fabulous. I'm just the face on the poster to get people in. I don't do wrestling. I'm just there
0: yeah so i've got a question regarding the lgbtq plus wrestling scene in the uk now Mm, um you said that it's kind of getting bigger it's thriving um you didn't know until probably the last couple of years that there was so many within that community that wrestle and that can put on such a great show that's happening at funny girls on uh, in blackpool on saturday but how would you compare the lgbtq plus wrestling scene now to when you first started um yeah. years ago, what was was such a, a <gasps> what, yeah, what LGBT scene? scene I'm, there I'm sure was that it's there. like night and day, but uh, I mean, obviously, tell us about the comparisons.
1: Okay, so the reality when I started in wrestling, um, uh, it was working class, very very angry men who are like, you're in my room. What are you doing here? You've got to be like me. Otherwise, I want you out of it. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with that. It's very much the way the country was in the late 90s. But um, that's the reality of of what we're working with. And and the wrestling scene is is about 10 years behind normal society. So when I started in wrestling, there was um, one person who was openly bisexual. But even that was not something we talked about. It was just a fact that got passed around and everyone went, oh, don't talk about it. When I came out as bi, lots of people, um, well, I'm going to use the right words here, they they warned me about the ways other people would react. And I wouldn't say I received too much um, bi or homophobia directly, but almost everyone were like, I'm okay with it, but you shouldn't tell people because people will assault you if they find out. And there was like this collective concern that, oh, everyone was fine with it, but they were worried about how everyone else would take it. And people used to tell me for a long time, stop being so effeminate, stop being so camp. And like, yeah, it it was quite a struggle. Um, I myself just decided to turn that weakness into a strength uh, with Priscilla. um, But uh, it's taken a long time for other people to kind of come forward. I feel like a large part of it is the latest generations coming through. That they're coming through um, with a background of more more acceptance. And they're coming from a world that's just accepts it in more, just more day to day. So I think the latest generation, the rest of us, just have refused to stay quiet on it. And I'm really pleased because it's changed the atmosphere altogether and allowed a lot of us who've been around a bit longer be a bit more confident about our own sexuality. So it's it's been useful both ways. But it's definitely the the new generation and their wild and crazy ideas with their RuPaul's Drag Race on TV don't know any better and I'm so
0: glad. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like I say, it's, it's like night and day. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad that you you answered that question uh, honestly. And um, I, I don't feel so much of a fault for asking it now. But um, like I say, <laughs> obviously, back in the day, 20 years ago, um, like I say, it, it, it was like a different world entirely. And uh, now we're we're putting on events, uh, pride themed wrestling events, um, and many more to come.
1: I think it's very worth saying um, to the old school that I actually found the old schoolers, um, the the ones who run shows, were much, um, very much the ones who first gave me the opportunity. Um, the people more kind of my age group were much more concerned about what was going to happen, whereas it was people like WAW, like the Knight family, who um, everyone look as very very old school. You know, they saw the marketability in it. They gave me an opportunity, and they've actually encouraged a lot of their trainees to be open. Um, I'd like to think I was involved with that. Um, um, but yeah, I don't want it to be like, oh, everyone just whitewashed it and it was horrible. It was just, it was a very weird time when I started, whereas now it's a very queer time, which is much better.
0: Absolutely, we're going to continue talking but I do need to throw a quick plug to our sponsors, uh, the very excellent 1310 Apparel who not only sponsor this uh, very podcast Wrestling with Jollers, but the Jollers Podcaster Network, who have over 50 uh, wrestling related podcasts and YouTube channels with hosts and con- content creators from all over the world, um, including this very show of course, um, and if you head over to 1310's WrestleMerch Central store, you can see their full range of apparel, including in t-shirts, hoodies, beanies and caps from their hardcore range their Lucha range. And of course, their more traditional 1310 apparel and Four Corners t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, uh, apparel, a wide range of fantastic stuff there. And if you head over to the WrestleMerch Central store today, you can see the exclusive 1310 Heidi Katrina t-shirt there, which is out now. And as a viewer and a listener to Wrestling With Jonas you could take advantage of our deal with 1310 by heading over to the WrestleMerch Central store and like say take advantage of all that fantastic swag and apparel that I've just shown you there, plus so much more when you go to the website and you can get yourself a wonderful 10% off at checkout simply by using the discount code 1310WMC. One more time, go to 1310 Apparel Store at WrestleMatch Central and use the discount code 1310WMC to get yourself 10% off. So there we go. Uh, my duties to thirteen ten done there. Thank you very much for the T-shirt. I yeah, but why not friend. though,
1: I'm, I'm, so about thirteen ten. So is that all like indie wrestlers? What are what they? Who, who do they promote
0: them so uh they actually provide gear and uh, sponsor stars such as uh Chris Ridgway, uh, Heidi Katrina, um all oh. of Northwest Strong and, and Rio, um and uh, so many performers um all over the UK. Uh so uh yes. Oh, besides, yeah, because I, I saw Chris Ridgway's t shirt at a show the other day and was thinking that's of it right. really, really. He's cool. got and... the got the four corners emblem there, um, but uh, Sky Smithson as well. Um and uh so oh, many I fantastic performers.
1: Right, okay. So you're gonna send me their details afterwards because thirteen ten, I don't know why you haven't already reached out to me this is a this is a shocking because you know you still don't have the the great priscilla t-shirt on your range yet and as you can see it's the best t-shirt in the wrestling the, business there's got
0: to be a collaboration happening there isn't there theres not it? there has got to be a collaboration
1: absolutely we need 13 <laughs> 7 priscilla bitch
0: there we go, there we no go. No, you We're got my to, uh... screen the long
1: way round. Every time I move something to the right, it moves to the left. <laughs> really, really sorry about that, folks.
0: But uh, I'll, I'll send them your way, don't worry. I know the guy very well. We're good friends. But uh, yeah. th- talk to us about your, your love for pro wrestling and your, your fandom uh, in particular then, Priscilla. So take us all the way back, because I'm on the understanding that you're a, a lifelong wrestling fan. You fell in love with wrestling at an early age. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, the first time I ever saw wrestling, I was so obsessed with it. Um, I, I feel like most people, when they first watch wrestling, they either go, it's their Thing or it's there not? Or it's not their thing. For me, I went. That's the job I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I just I saw it instantly. Bit of WCW when I was about I don't know ten years old on TV, and it was just an instant love. I love all of the. It's Street Fighter in real life, it's amazing. People wear the most ridiculous outfits. They they are put on these incredible characters and they go and fight each other for your entertainment uh, week after week, night after night. And it's just such a colorful display of just random stuff happening when I first started watching wrestling, I was really into all the characters, the, uh, the rikishis, the godfathers. Oh, my dad used to laugh away at 10 year old Ollie going, yeah, I'm a pimp. Had, <laughs> I have no idea what I was chatting about. Get on
0: the whole train. In,
1: in, in retrospect, looking back now, I find it all horrendously <laughs> offensive. But at the time I was totally into all the neon colors and Kane coming out in his mask and choke slamming people. And so the first opportunity I had to get into wrestling. And but, but that was an interesting experience. in it's, self because it's very cool when you're a wrestler to like cool wrestling like it, like it is very much when you start any job or do training you very much kind of have to fit in with the crowd and the crowd is often really into scientific wrestling so here's me going from loving all these colors and the Hulk Hogan's and John Cena's and going oh okay right, well, I need to really straighten my boot laces and uh, get down and dirty and learn and and that was the same time when ring of honor had just started um so i I was watching ring of honor when it first came out sunny jim um but um i was watching like the 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 daniel bryans the the aj styles the the cm Punk's, smoa joe's just killing it in these tiny venues having 40 minute matches so for almost 10 years that's the kind of stuff that i was trying to emulate um, but but for me it's always been the colors and it's always been the the silly characters
0: the large of the live characters
1: I, and it's, i'm probably going to get cancelled for my following statement but one of my all-time favorite wrestlers is hulk hogan and funnily enough that love has grown over the years i used to Hate him as a child. I, I, when I first started watching wrestling, was the uh, the, the around about ninety nine 2000, when when Hogan was in the absolute I don't care part of his career, yeah. and so that was my like experience with with a lot of especially like WCW people, um, and it's only through the performance and kind of having to try and learn things that would make people engage with Priscilla on a wider and wider scale that I started to really do my studying and started to really develop a real love and respect for people that can walk into a room and just demand attention. Uh, It's been very difficult to find the right way of presenting Priscilla over the years i've been received in very very different ways and one of the reasons i say i'm in the best part of my career is that ever since lockdown i feel like i've really learned my lessons and i seem to just get bigger and bigger and positive responses and i now categorically refuse to perform priscilla as a heel because i just think it's irresponsible to any young fans who come in i want them to know that this character is a good character and something which it's okay to emulate if you want to, um, I feel like when Priscilla becomes heel, if it's probably just the way that I perform her, I just start becoming a bit of a douchebag, and I don't really think anybody's going to relate or want that. Um, but but yeah, it's much through learning from Hogan that I've that I've picked that up. So it's really brought back my love now in my uh, my late. 21s, will say, because I'm clearly not older than 21. Um, of course, of course. Of course. Um, well, But it's really redeveloped my, my love for all the classic stuff. So these days, I just go through ridiculous matches on Sunday night heat of Rikishi again, having a great old time.
0: <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with that. A lot of people's favorite era, to be honest with you. But uh, what, what was it that eventually inspired you from become being a wrestling fan to wanting to become a wrestler yourself. Was there that, that light bulb moment, that, that inspiration? Uh, what was that motivation that made you think I want to give this a try? Easy
1: um it was the first wrestling match i ever saw at the age of 10. um they uh, they, they went out there my uh, my my dad had gone oh you know this is all rubbish you know this is yeah uh, it's not real we don't want to, to try and get into this um and i went oh this is really good i'm a fan of this and then about three minutes later um ultimo dragon um got kicked square between the legs and hit the deck writhing around and i went ah no actually I think this is going to be my career <laughs> it was just right there it's straight away I think it's because my dad thought it was so silly it made me pay attention and as soon as I saw that I went well I want to kick people in the nuts as well so here I am there you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all those years later it's still happening today but uh, you 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 trained down in the south didn't you I yes. think which is uh, where you where you're based uh, where you're from Um, and um, tell us about kind of them first few days walking through them doors, it must have been a bit daunting, scary, but exciting yeah. at the same time. Um, and uh, tell us about them, them early days of kind of your, your, your training in the business.
1: Terrifying. Uh, I, so I lived down the road from the FWA Academy. Uh, well, I say, I mean, it was it was still a bit, which about two hours, but it was close enough um, that that I could get there regularly. And um, it was a very hard experience, very much boot camp, and it was five years of training three, four times a week. Um, wow last couple of years you'd be doing two 300 press-ups sit-ups sessions like i had i could not do 50 now without needing a long break <laughs> i know my limits these days and that's fine back then i didn't and i used to go crazy and i was doing it alongside some of the biggest most successful professionals in the country and um, my particular um class shall we say um included um lion kids uh mark haskins um who remain great friends to this day um, two great mark- guys haskins is an incredible inspiration and if anybody wants a bit of motivation day to day, i thoroughly recommend um following him because he's just gives out some amazing inspirational quotes he's an incredible person that just never stops himself lion kids is a criminally underused performer. Um, I would say next to me, hmm, possibly the best in the country. Um, I've got very I've got very select uh, <laughs> qualifications for that. But nevertheless, um, Lion Kid is an, an amazing and lights up audiences and does um but it does a shoot in star 450. It's just insane. But I, so I don't know why he's not going that more. But but it was it was high pressure we all worked hard. And when we were there, there was a big focus on being serious and stripping away all the character stuff. So it was great because I learned the fundamentals better than most people get to. Um, I did three years of training before I got my first show. Um, and then when I did, I was performing for, you know, 1PW, FWA, IPW, um, LDN. I, I actually, me, um, back in the day when I was Olly Burns, um, I had the most performances for FWA um, in the, year 2006 um more more than any promoter wrestler announcer anything i was pleased about that
0: that's pretty good that's pretty good but you did a lot of um tag wrestling in your early career didn't I you? and, and i kind of that, that must have um because a lot of people start in tags and then they kind of move in they branch out into signals and that's kind of the route you took um do, do you still do do you do many tag matches nowadays and if so what do you enjoy about tag wrestling?
1: I'm a real diva with tag wrestling now because I had probably a solid 10 years where people went oh Priscilla cool she can be on somebody's tag team and I was very much brought in to be someone's tag partner and I I very much like um, a singles match to be able to sell the Priscilla character first and foremost. So I get very diva about it now. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe. But it comes with caveats. Um, So most part time, I like doing singles however I'm a bit like you when it comes to watching it tag wrestling is kind of my favorite so I got to do an amazing tag match recently uh, me and Simon Miller um against uh Will Cruz and Yeston Reese oh. which was um I mean you know obviously as a huge muscle guy myself I felt totally in place with those three <laughs> monsters um
0: but, and, and Will got... Cruz is a beast isn't he and, he, and he, he's like a juggernaut in that room <laughs> oh, a big,
1: big sweaty monster who does not mind throwing himself at you he's monstrous. absolutely yeah, yeah. He gave me a um, black hole slam. We went around the ring like three times. It did not feel pleasant. And Yeston Reese chopped me so hard I had the handprint three weeks later. Uh, <laughs> but then after that, he caught my boobs. So he got a few slaps because Priscilla <laughs> don't like that. Um, but uh, no, it's amazing. I got to put a wig on Simon Miller's head. And I guess that's kind of summary of why I enjoy what I do so much now, because I'm just having fun with it. So um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I think when um, tag wrestling, is good because you just get to get in, slap a bitch, get back out again and uh, no bruises. So it's an easy night, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. You did have some notable uh, opponents uh, during your, I think you probably had a breakout year where you had a few singles, matches um, kind of a few years in and I and, um, don't know if you remember these but a certain Doug Williams you faced uh, and an Aust- Austin Aries as well uh, possibly oh, yeah. under the FWA banner um, but that would have been fairly early on in your career and these two probably would have been a good few years into their career but that, that would have been a great opportunity and a, a couple of exciting opponents for you back then. Can I just make a little point? Because because yeah, I mean, Doug, you say a few years
1: ago, Doug was the veteran of British wrestling at the time when I wrestled him. And isn't it beautiful that Doug has not aged a day since? In, <laughs> in the last 15 years, Doug has remains the, the same ambassador. He can
0: still put everybody to shame, can't he? <laughs> he's he's
1: just literally like Doug Williams is just the most um time-honored brand in British wrestling. and Doug was terrifying and he threw me around like nobody's business. I distinctly remember him giving me a reverse suplex off the corner just because he felt like seeing if he could do it and it turns out yes he can do it and it really hurt <laughs> and then on the other side there was uh, austin aries which um okay i don't like to toot my own horn but toot toot um i beat Austin Aries because Austin's my bitch so anytime (laughs) you want that rematch darling you're welcome to it um but no that was that was incredible um I was wrestling Austin when his first tour over in the UK it was his first night I was the first Brit that he wrestled I was terrified I must have been like 17 and I bet he took one look at me and went oh oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be a long shift but we had a good fun little match and you know what he spent so much time afterwards uh, giving me advice and then over the following week we hung out a few times and I got McDonald's with Austin Aries, which was still one of my career highlights um and um, not that any of us ate any we, we, we just got green teas because we, we care about our bodies obviously um but, but uh, n- nonetheless um yeah it was really cool and he spent a lot of time working with me and he actually suggested add a lot of character when I oh, need some gimmick kid. If you've got a gimmick, you've got something for people to get behind. And now I now I wear full drag wigs and fake tits on the the shows. So that's entirely Austin Aries. For,
0: blame them. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I mean, before you became Priscilla, though, you, you were obviously yourself, Ollie Burns, for many years up until the late 2000s, uh, maybe early 2010s. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But did you feel that you were... Um, fulfilled as a wrestler um, you said that you were trained to be a very serious wrestler to start off with so you knew all the holds and you, you were having great matches um, but uh, do you feel that without that character behind you you, you were fulfilled as a, as a character or performer or a creative person back in those uh, late 2000 years?
1: No, I was a very angry, um, <laughs> very frustrated young man up until um, probably um, about three weeks ago when they announced the PCW title match, if I'm All right. honest. Like, <laughs> like, like you do not understand the amount of polyfiller I've had to put into filling fill in these chips of these shoulders just to survive <laughs> this last year with a good attitude. Um, you know, wrestling makes a lot of people very despondent. Um, it's a very hard game. It's like anything with social media and networking. Um, you need to have genuine relationships with people in order to get work hard to do that on a scale where you can get enough work to pay the bills um, if you don't have the fame um, it's very hard and when you're sat there plugging away going I know how hard I'm working you draw a lot of comparisons, you get very frustrated. And it's a thing which I would say every wrestler goes through whether they like to admit it or not. Um again, another thing about social media is we've been able to be a bit more honest about that, which is nice. I think it's it's taken away some of the pressure, but it feels very much like a rat race. And it's very easy to feel like you're getting lost in that mix. So every time you go out, you try and prove yourself. And I spent years trying desperately to prove myself as Ollie Burns and prove myself as Priscilla. And people would go, oh, maybe you should try doing like a bit more kind of technical wrestling. Or maybe you should try like not being so silly with this and being more like that. Or maybe you should stop doing wrestling altogether and just be a comedy person. And everyone's advice is different. And you're in the middle going, well, I had a different idea anyway. And you get very frustrated and very annoyed. And then one day, you just wake up and go, at some yeah. point, you're either going to enjoy yourself and start putting out the content you've been wanting to, or this is going to be the rest of your life and you're going to be an angry old man. And I made the decision to stop worrying about what I wasn't getting and start concentrating on what I had and making the most of it. And um, it's been a very enjoyable experience doing it, but it has very much been a recent thing. Um, I've, I've been battling myself for years whereas now speaking to anyone i talk about i could not care less about having the best match on the show all i care about is having the biggest reaction um if i do that by having the best match then whoops oh well but um no i'm all about the big lip syncs i'm all about the big moments i'm all about creating magic when i'm out there and and that's really really rejuvenated my love for pro wrestling
0: absolutely so let's talk about this uh gorgeous creature on screen there Um, Absolutely beautiful. Priscilla Queen of the Mm. Ring. And that does bring us to, and uh, I will just have to remove that graphic, Um, that does bring us to our first uh, listener question, who's watching us live, as a matter of fact. Oh, Um, hello. And it is none other than the notorious angel, Amber Joe who sends in a question. Uh, What was the inspiration behind Priscilla from Amber Joe? So thank you so much for watching and for sending in your question, uh, Amber. We love you loads on this podcast. Um, But uh, what was the kind of the the genesis, the seed, the uh, origins of the Priscilla character?
1: Amber, Joe, thanks, babe. Honestly, absolute ambassador for trans wrestling, and you're gonna have such a future in this business. Thank you for giving me a chance to put myself over, Amber. As always, um, so uh, the, the inspiration for Priscilla was um, despondence and anger at straight white men. <laughs> um, I basically, when everyone kept giving me advice to stop being so camp, they said I'd be taken more seriously if I put a bit of size on and talk with a deeper voice, and I went, well, that's never, ever, ever gonna happen, darling. So I'm. being funny, I might as well just lean into it. And I chose to make my weaknesses the reason why people would book me. And yes, Amber, I did lose all of my work overnight. But you know what? Ever since I started getting work again, no one has asked me to start being uh, less gay. So uh, I never look back.
0: And. A bit more about uh, Priscilla's um, early kind of uh, career, shall we say, because you you mentioned early that you prefer to be a babyface, you you never want to be a heel again, but you did start off as a heel, didn't you? Mm. So how was Priscilla perceived or received by the fans uh, when you first started presenting Priscilla? It's an interesting
1: one, really, because um, at the time, most LGBT characters have been presented as heel. And I think uh, the main reason why Priscilla was heel so much was because I'd watched a lot of Goldust, who, although got some pops, was essentially a heel um, and promoters felt it would be easier for audiences to to kind of jump on the hate wagon than it would be for me to persuade a room of people to, to like Priscilla. And it seemed like actually, Lowest Common denominator, we can get people to boo for this quicker than we can get them to cheer for it. Audiences always responded with a bit of a mix. There was always people who loved Priscilla, and there was always like, uh, there was always someone's mum who got into it, or someone's kid who was quite a fan. But you could tell they felt a bit embarrassed to talk about it. So over the years, as I tried Priscilla more and more as a face, and you'd see people come out of the woodwork and run over to talk to you after a show, suddenly realized there was something a bit genuine about this. And one of the things that's become really special for me, I work for a company called Kapow. And Kapow, um, amazing business. They do uh, mostly family shows all around the year. Check out their socials because they run events in all sorts of towns and they put on really fun shows. Um, And they have Lion Kids, so there's shooting star 450s as well. So (laughs) it's nuts. But... um, yeah they they uh, started putting me more and more as a face because we'd have kids come up afterwards in tears having like real emotional reactions and we had um parents i've had parents come to me before saying my, my kids been like going more and more into their shell and today they saw you and we haven't put any lgbt stuff in front of them but this is clearly a thing and really appreciate you letting like it kind of just open up a conversation on the other side we've had parents who have clearly quite chirpish and, oh, I'm not sure about this on my my town, but their kids who don't have a chance to hear the parents' opinion first immediately take to it. So you can see that these parents have lost the battle of teaching another generation to, to to hate because their kids are already a fan of the first LGBT thing they've seen. And they've just had a room full of people cheering Priscilla. And the nice thing that Kapow will do is that, um, the promoter will always stand with me. And when kids come up, he'll always ask their opinion of Priscilla. And, it, and some of them say they don't like it. And some of them say they love it. And he always encourages them. And I'm always saying, oh, it's great. Yeah, if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to like it. And then we start laughing and chatting. And it's just about helping them realise at a really early age that you know the world is full of different types of people and that's a large reason why i like to be faced because it really does have quite an effect before i wasn't making a statement whereas now i feel like i'd make a difference which is cool
0: yeah, absolutely. So for anybody that's watching this or listening to this that might not be too familiar with Priscilla, Queen of the Ring, mm. and uh, how dare you, um, but, uh, but there, <laughs> yeah, might, be, there might be some, there might be some, you never know, there might be some. I but like um, how would you describe Priscilla to somebody that's that's uh, not uh, heard much about Priscilla in the past? Um, <laughs> well, to tell us about uh, Priscilla in a nutshell, what sort of character, um, and uh, tell us about her flamboyance and her persona.
1: Well, for those of you that don't know, although most of you probably do, I am the Dame of Deville, the man that masculinity forgot, the world's most fabulous wrestler. I'm Priscilla, queen of the ring, darling. See, look at her, look at her! I wear makeup, I wear um, silly wigs, I make YouTube videos, and I step into the ring as a drag queen and step in there with big, scary, muscly men and slap them so hard, they go back to their mummies and cry. I've basically been spending the last, 20 years or so, um, basically telling everyone that that drag is uh, is pretty much better. I didn't come here to be the best, darling. Being the best was too damn easy. I came here to be Priscilla. <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah there we go if you didn't know you do now but um we spoke earlier about how you're perceived um in front of other uh, fans or or received by fans when you come through them curtain in the early years what about um your peers backstage your promoters that you're performing for um how, how did that start especially when you started coming out as priscilla and how has that changed or got better over the years would you say
1: it's varied quite a bit. So when Priscilla first came on the scene, um, one thing, and without naming any names, there was a bunch of guys who sent me some very racy messages within the business. So I think um, we're a little bit more um, LGBT than they had let on previously and saw that as an opportunity to start a cheeky conversation. So it was very closeted. And um yeah, there was a lot of coloured kind of jokes. People felt quite uncomfortable. I think they didn't really know if it was okay to make jokes or if it wasn't. So it was a kind of a kind of a weird disconnect. Um, and it's taken me years to to learn how to deal with it because you walk into a room full of people you've never met before. It's hard enough to to make friends, but when you're doing it in drag, you're like, okay, and and no one else is. So it's it's a bit of a weird dynamic. Um, but confidence breeds friendships, though. And over the years, I've got more and more confident with it. Um, I don't get any unsolicited messages anymore, which to be honest with you is a bit of a shame. I kind of miss it. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but what I do get, though, is messages from young LGBT performers who, or people who want to get into training. And I feel like I'm quite an approachable person for, for people in the community who want to get involved actively with wrestling. Um, I, I'm not always able to help with everything they need, but um, I, I do have a lot of contacts from the, the newer generation, and that's been really cool. I feel like a bit of a mother hen these days, kind of poking people in different directions, helping them out with promoters and stuff. Um, yeah. But to be honest, when I walk into a room these days, um, now now that Priscilla's done the whole BBC thing and gone viral a couple of times on YouTube, like if people kind of just open the door for me and I get to pick which part of the, the locker room I'm in, Priscilla's basically the, the new Doug Williams, uh, just, just dresses <laughs> better.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I'm going to ask you, um, uh, sorry. It's all right. Just use your words, Uh, darling. (laughs) (laughs) How would you say Priscilla, um, the character of Priscilla has changed or evolved over the years? Um, I'm guessing she's got uh, more flamboyant, more colourful, more louder. I don't know. But uh, how Mm -hmm. how have you seen Priscilla grow uh, since her inception? Physically,
1: she's grown outwards a bit because I now I now pad my chest. Um, I now wear like full on bright wigs. I'm a lot more brighter and, and a lot more draggy than I was pre- prior to lockdown. Um, whereas before, I was more of just a leotard and my sister's makeup. These days, I, I look like I'm applying for RuPaul. Um, Priscilla has gone from a young lad with chips on his shoulders, who wanted to show that he was Brian Danielson, he just happened to be wearing a bit of makeup, to Hulk Hogan in a dress and it's so much better as Hulk Hogan. No, there's an image. <laughs> I, know, I know. right? Um, Terry but you've charged quite a lot. Priscilla should be at 50 quid. Come on, drop me a message.
0: Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, do you see Priscilla evolving more over time because the wrestling business is always changing. Um, so so I mean if oh. you've got any ideas, any plans or any visions for how Priscilla might uh, grow, evolve or change uh, in the future?
1: I hope mostly in in the sense of her dress book. Um, I I think Priscilla's ready to step out of the closet and onto the British wrestling scene more than ever before. So uh, in talks with some pretty cool promotions, uh, which is very exciting. Um, People that haven't really responded to my messages for years are all of a sudden messaging me, which is very cool. Um, But to be honest, I feel like Priscilla's really hit the right stride. Um, I'm now focusing on having fun and enjoying um, what I'm putting out there but I do have a list of just ridiculous gimmicks ideas concepts that are going to be coming to wow. one promotion or another to give you an idea um, i was at rise last year at an over 18 show i've always wanted to do a lap dance for a live audience and i got to do a long lap dance which involved um big bulk from the pitbulls um lap dancing me which was very painful because i a <laughs> big lad um, but you know that was like proper over 18s real kind of racy environment music like there's there's a lot of stuff to come um, Priscilla just needs the spotlight and she she'll give it
0: 100%. Now we did have some questions come through to us right. before we went live uh, mm. so I'm going to start bringing them up, them up now and uh, some people you might be familiar with but first of all Frankie T uh, good friend of the show um, uh, a wrestler and promoter himself but uh, hey, what is Frankie? the one thing he has taken with him from his TNA tryout in 2014 and carried to this day? So not many people might not uh, might not know that you have had a tryout with a Major American Promotion TNA mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. Tell us a bit about that and If you kind of there's any advice um or things you took away from that uh, time with tna that you still use or um uh, demonstrate today one of the biggest
1: wasted opportunities in my career and i learned the biggest most important lesson of my career and i'll say this now to all you budding young wrestlers out there listening um stop taking yourself so damn seriously um I went up there thinking this is the biggest job opportunity of my life. I thought if I turn up in a suit, that will really impress them. I just look stupid, like I was trying too hard. If you watch the footage um, of which made onto every week, I, I got on there, I got my little clip of my face on there every week, which was nice. But I, I did get knocked out on the first the first round. And uh, essentially because I went in there so stressed, trying so hard to show our snow that I had something legit that I forgot to show that I actually had Priscilla, <laughs> which is the reason they brought me along. Um, and you know, I carry this through these days. It's the same in every aspect of life. If you just enjoy yourself and put your best foot forwards, the right people will pick it up. If you worry about impressing people, you'll stress out everybody.
0: Great advice. And uh, we've had uh, Aaron Betts, otherwise known as uh, Sassy Bear Clarence, get in touch with two questions. Um, How much um, do you spend on your wrestling gear? So you've got a whole range of flamboyant uh, tops. Shady, sassy. That is shady and sassy.
1: (laughs) Sassy Bear Clarence knows exactly where I get my gear from.
0: Is this a loaded question? Go
1: on. <laughs> it is a loaded question, and I'm not sure I want to answer it. Okay, so this is an exclusive, okay, and before we did this interview, John has asked me if there's anything I didn't want to wear anywhere I didn't want to go, and I Ooh. forgot to mention this. So this is just my own fault for not mentioning it. But <clears throat> the, the lowdown is that I actually get most of my outfits from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> wish, <laughs> wish has several um, Thai manufacturers of um, dancewear and leotards and they just <laughs> produce several lines of outfits that no wrestler could ever purchase but I do and I've told Sassy before to stay clear of them and how dare you you shady bitch
0: I, 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 Yes I did think uh, why is he asking that's an interesting question and uh, thank you for mm. giving us an answer mm. but uh, part two of Sassy's question uh, what's your least favourite wrestling spot or see
1: sequence
0: mm, um well ah oh, the international do you know the international Jonas? i i've heard of it i am aware of it i could i couldn't kind of run you through the sequence because uh, mm-hmm. i've never actually stepped inside a wrestling ring but uh it's, it's... <laughs> okay, so why, like... why why the international <laughs> I
1: mean this is the only real spot and sequence which is taught everywhere hence why it's called the international and I won't yeah. give you the details because it's a wrestling secret but if you go to any <laughs> any wrestling school you'll learn it in a week um, but it, base, it basically involves doing some of the most basic athletic things and most wrestling trainers say this is the standard thing you need to be able to do in order to be at least passable for a show um, it involves jumping quite high over another human being it involves dropping down quite low at a fast space and it involves getting thrown around and launching yourself into all sorts of bumps and i absolutely hate it because a i hate running and b i can't jump (laughs) um, yeah yeah now now, don't get me wrong i can wrestle like nobody's business and uh, you put me on a card i guarantee you i will give you the standout match of any night that i'm on Um, and that's the priscilla promise or your money back guarantee however however if you want me to run and
0: jump you're going to be very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but uh, thank you so much uh sassy bear or aaron for getting in touch there uh before we've got a couple more questions to uh to wrap up this podcast but one yeah. more question for me um so as we established earlier you've got a a long glorious successful career um what what's been some of your proudest moments that you've had in that career so far
1: I've had some incredible matches. Winning Road to Glory was amazing. Early days, beating Austin Aries was quite nice. Um, Beating Cassandro El Exotico, who was one of my big inspirations midway through my career, was also quite cool. That's all on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, My biggest um, achievement, though, um, so this QWO t-shirt, um, which uh, is available at onthegear.co.uk for anyone who's interested. I don't know if you can actually see that or not. And,
0: and Absolutely. Could yeah. off the laptop.
1: Um, but that T-shirt I, I started making a few years ago and a lovely um, lady, uh, Dee, she bought um, She bought one because her daughter had recently uh, come out the closet um, and her daughter had received a fairly negative reaction from the wider family um, who hadn't been outwardly against it and very like, oh, this is quite disappointing and this is going to hold you back in life. And it made her very much introverted and her mum was struggling in ways to communicate without just saying cheesy mum stuff so she bought one of these t-shirts um and uh, and wore it one morning and she said the you know daughter came down burst into tears immediately they sat down watched a load of priscilla stuff and just basically spent the day just chatting about gender sexuality all of that and um i get emotional thinking about it because i, I speak to them on a reasonably regular basis and that kind of stuff is so magical that it actually opens up doors i have people buy these t-shirts from like places like zimbabwe like places where i think oh god you can't wear these like outside necessarily you might get in like in trouble with within like the kind of cultures they're in but it shows that actually it's something which when people see it it means something really real to them and and, and i think that's probably my proudest achievement is, is giving people a, a, a cool wrestling brand that isn't about me necessarily it's about being proud of being cool and different and um yeah that's yeah, I think it's the legacy it's, it's, uh, it's beginning to hit me now, just kind of how many people this stuff has affected over the year, especially with the show coming this weekend. Um, and I'm just really proud of the fact that I helped kind of open up the door for other people to to be open about what they do, because in the next 20 years, wrestling is going to get really queer and it's going to get so much better for it. It's going to be
0: really, really cool. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've only become aware in the last couple of years that uh, uh, there's a, a a poll that comes out every year, the, the QWI, um, and I think it's uh, made up of 100 wrestlers from around the world, probably more, but, uh, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic, and um, that helps to, you know, spread awareness of, of the, the fantastic... Uh, yeah, although sweetness. I would say
1: their ranking system is really bad. I've like in the low oh, hundreds oh, on that. I mean, come oh, on, boys and girls. It's, it's all right. It's okay. it's okay. It's okay. They, to really be fair, yeah. yeah. My YouTube footage has not made its way over to the States as much as it has around the UK. But, you know, if you're listening, make sure you you them mention, because I haven't appeared in the top three yet, which is her correct place.
0: Thank you. There we go. It's got to happen. Now you've appeared on this podcast. You know, this is uh, quite popular over it. the other side of the Atlantic, and uh, someone's got to be watching it surely. Hey, but, Americans.
1: Uh...
0: <laughs> good work. Um, Another question uh, via our Facebook friend, uh, Chris Turland. Uh, how easy or hard do you find to switch on Priscilla and switch off Ollie Um, and likewise how difficult do you find coming out of that mindset Um, so uh, you know obviously there's a big or is there a big kind of persona change between Ollie and Priscilla but uh, do you find it difficult switching on Priscilla uh when you need to kind of get your get your get your wrestling mind together your Priscilla um head together <laughs> so I'm
1: I'm really I'm really grinning. um I love hey Chris Chris is one of the sexiest guys that I know' um, <laughs> I'm single right now ladies so drop him a message um, I'll give him the dates um but uh, so um Priscilla um is to be honest I, I had a moment where I just went actually if I just use all this bitterness behind priscilla and, and use that as the persona, then maybe that'll be funny and work. And that definitely does get a good laugh. So these days, Priscilla is pretty much just the angry version of Ollie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not actually that difficult. The, the biggest, the hardest thing is putting the makeup on. Uh, I get really panicky about getting ready for shows. The persona barely changes because especially on show day, I get quite bitchy and grumpy. So it's ideal for Priscilla. But getting into the makeup is the thing that's the real is the real um, pain and um, I find that difficult because i'm I'm me and then I do this makeup not as often as I probably should do. so it's it's a bit of a graft doing that um, and that takes about an hour and a half.
0: Wow. Uh, but uh, there we go, Chris. I hope that answers your question. And um, a final question. I'm going to leave it to uh, uh, Josh uh, Ellis, um, who uh, we spoke about earlier. So uh, Riley Andrews is going to be uh, tagging with uh, Sassy Bear on Saturday. A um, best up and coming LGBTQ performer you want to face. Um, I'm sure uh, uh, Riley <laughs> Andrews is probably on that list. But is there a list of two or three that you'd love to face somewhere down the there? There is,
1: and Riley may or may not be on it. But frankly, Riley, I worked hard to get you on this show this weekend anyway, so I've already put you <laughs> over enough, despite the fact that you are definitely maybe on that list. Um, so uh, shout out to um, Joshua Betteridge, who's just an unbelievable performer who's breaking down doors. Um, Joshua is on Facebook. He's on Twitter. Um, check him out. That guy, he's unfortunately can't make this show, which is a shame because he's got another booking, but he is one of the strongest performers in the country. I've seen him catch people out of air, throw them back up. He does like triple power bombs to guys. He's hes the Britain's best kept secret already. Um, he's a mental health advocate, um, very open about his own struggles, very open about his sexuality, has an amazing attitude. Um, I'm desperate to see him all over the country. He is literally the one of the top three strongest people in the country in terms of physical strength already it comes out with innovative moves every new every month um and I'm desperate to work him um so at some point I've got to get myself over to Stevenage because that's where him and Riley and Sassy Bear are because I feel like there's a tag match or a four-way or something that's going to happen that's going to be quite magical when it does
0: absolutely absolutely uh a- any more
1: um if oh I goodness i mean i mean every single uh, one of the lovelies i mean like amber, amber joe is another one i mean amber's still in training that at would moment. be a great match yeah uh, amber's just started lighting up a few uh, places around the country i feel like priscilla um versus the notorious angel has got uh, has got money on it um i'd love to work cassius in the single me and cass used to used to tag together at rcwa uh, tag champions a couple of times yeah um, of course just, just, Adorable performer in general. I love Cass, um, they're, they're great, but um, that would be an amazing match. Uh, I, I'd say I who I'm really, really keen to, to certainly meet. I don't know if I want to perform because I've seen their kicks and I'm not sure I could take them. Yeah. But Kid Bandit is going to be coming to the UK in a couple of months. And Kid Bandit is um, an incredible performer out of Cody Rhodes uh, Training School. Yeah. And they are, um, I believe, trans, just transitioning at the moment. Um, absolutely stunning. Um, they they present with this kind of anime look all the time which is inhuman and no human being should be able to achieve that level of beauty but kid bandit is is incredible also kid bandit's one of those people that they they put the little bubbles on to record when they're doing martial arts computer games because they can flip and kick and spin Motion capture yeah Yeah, for about two months, they're going to be in the UK and putting on, I don't want to say the best queer wrestling because Priscilla's going to be here, but the second best queer character, certainly the world's most famous. Um, So I'm going to get to meet them at PCW. I'm hoping to meet them at other shows as well. Kid Bandit is incredible. If any promoter out there wants to see a match that is going to sell a place out and give you something genuinely different that will probably never be done again, Priscilla
0: versus Kid Bandit, drop me a message absolutely awesome um so we've had a, a, a fascinating absolutely fantastic chat for the last hour or so priscilla mm. um and uh, i want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast but before we let you go is the opportunity for you to throw out your socials um anything you want to plug uh where can my listeners and, and followers and uh and viewers reach out to you learn more about priscilla queen of the ring and i've got all of your socials running along the bottom Amazing. of the screen in case you can't remember <laughs> oh, 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 I must
1: appreciate it. But I never remember my socials. So I love a good plug. Right. So three points to remember. Um, first of all, you can find me on social media at Priscilla Q-O-T-R. That's Q-O-T-R like Queen of the Ring or like Couture. It's Priscilla. But either way, you'll find me at Priscilla Q-O-T-R on Instagram, Twitter facebook if you want to buy yourself a nice cool t-shirt get yourself a little gift for the missus whatever you want to do then qwo oh god i'm really bad at showing this on the camera that's this... all right
0: i've got i've got some slides there we go even better
1: yep you can get these lovely beauties the blue balls order t-shirt for uh, for those in October uh, as well as uh, your QWO t-shirts for everyone else um, and they're at um, onthegear.co.uk there you go that's a shot from that lap dance um, so um, <laughs> there you go uh, and then finally of course we've got the show this weekend um, Saturday the 11th uh, Blackpool Funny Girls um, it's a 2pm start nice afternoon show um, got uh, nearly sold out already Jump onto the, the uh, PCW website or the Facebook site now to, uh, to get those last tickets. It's going to be the biggest, queerest wrestling party uh, the UK has ever had, and we'd love to have you
0: be there. There we go. Well, Priscilla, Queen of the Ring, best of luck with your PCW title shot over the weekend against uh, Sheikh Elsham um, I'll be uh, eagerly uh, listening to reports and uh, watching uh, the internet to see how you get on. I can't wait to see the match back. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for your time and thank you for being a wonderful guest well thank you so much for having
1: me thank you for everyone that wrote in with uh with uh, questions as well i appreciate you caring enough to uh to to want to know something about me um but no, it's been great having uh having your time today john thanks for a fun
0: chat there we go priscilla Quinny the ring thank you very much